Gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And right now we are driving. We've got a truck full of laundry. I put on a face sticker on the cover of the truck. And we pull up to the Grammys where they dumped all the cocktail dresses into it. And I am now offering these things out to the highest bidder. We've got everything you'd want here. We've got a couple of uh, Post Malone suits, nice and pungent, as you can imagine the way he smells. I've got a dress here that looks like you might have a Beyonce armpit stain. I've got various, I guess, drugs, packets of drugs. Always, always, We always find these in these dresses. But anyway, <laughs> long story short, for you, the super fan out there, if you want to, we've got these dresses on sale for a cheap price. And the mask. You got to have mask. the matching mask. The, mas- the matching mask. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta have the matching mask, like the, the high mask ma- fashion now is, is all. You can't you can't be out here looking like a dud wearing, yo, wearing a regular medical mask. We're like a year too late, but the mask game was stepped up last uh, the, for the Grammys. And but I'm like, y'all should have been doing that like when like early, early a year late, like a year ago, right? Y'all should have been having your mask game stepped up, and then maybe people will be wearing masks, right? I, I, they, they were not that the, the celebrities that we need to be the transcenders did not. They they failed us. They failed us. Like if 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 somebody saw like Billie Eilish with the matching mask and the matching nails, right? That would have been a trend. That would have been hot. And they failed us. It's only after the fact. We're, we're already in the vaccine world. We're already post-COVID, as you can see in many states. That <laughs> Not New York. <laughs> Not New York. Those imaginary states like Texas, it's, it's already cured. But yeah, nah, it's, 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 it's weird, though, because you figured there was a point where you had the Kente cloth mask. I felt like you could kind of Etsy a lot of cool masks for a little bit, and then we kind of was like, nah, fuck it, this even sucks. Yeah, no, it's it, it, like, I, I, there's some really cool designer masks, but even then, it's just like they could have had, like, you know, they should have had a Travis Scott mask. They should have had, like, a, you know, like, they, there's so much they could have done. A lot of merch, yeah. A lot of a merch. Lot of merch up, yeah. A lot of merch. Out, out and out, gone. Dang. Damn. And now it's over. Now we'll never have to wear masks ever again. <laughs> I, I, I like that positivity, Stone. I like it. I like. No. I don't know if the audience says the scar sarcasm in your voice, but definitely my computer's <laughs> reacting now. <laughs> it's overheating. The sarcasm meter just went nuts. The sarcasm plug-in. <laughs> no, I will wear masks like because, like you know, in other cultures they wear masks when you're sick. Right, when you have a cold, you have the flu, like that should be normalized. I, that's what I'm gonna do. Like, so yeah. you'll see me December 2024 wearing a mask, and like you'll make fun of me, but that's okay. I try to help you out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I try not to give you my cooties. <laughs> I'll be rocking the Billy Alice designer mask, you know. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, y'all, uh, I just told Reg before the show it's our third time covering the Grammys. I, I feel like we've had I, I think sat as much as like we, we loathe it so much, yet it's the most consistent thing that we do. It's like every year it's like, damn, we got we gotta hate watch this. And and y'all love it too. That's why we do it. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's three hours of my life I'll never get back. More gray hairs. You know <laughs> oh man and, and you know i try to go all full Ka- kaepernick on the grammys this year like i did i tried to not watch it at all like because i don't have cable i don't have antenna i don't have paramount plus whatever that is <laughs> right <laughs> so i'm like fuck it i'm not going to and then y'all start di- dming me on twitter like yo you watching this man and I'm like, no, no, I'm not. And I had a little bit of FOMO. I had a yeah, little bit of FOMO. It's, it's something where I thought, I thought, I thought these days were over. I thought these days were over, like fucking twenty five cent drinks, like like you know. <laughs> but I'm gonna say this, straight faced. It was actually a decent show. It was a decent award show in the year of our Lord, 2021. I never th- I thought it wasn't like the Dodos. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was gone forever. Tasmanian Devil. But nope. It actually was decent. Not great, but it was actually watchable. And that's what everybody was saying. Like, everybody's saying that it, you know... And the funny thing is, I guess, like, they changed producers. So, uh, it's a black production company that did the oh. BET Awards. And again, black people are saving America. 
it, yeah, that it makes it. This makes all the sense in the world now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, black people save America. You know, it didn't. You know, I guess like the the last dude, the dude who like um, insulted Ariana Grande. Like, like the whole Grammy moments concept where he had like 50 different artists on the stage, like that was his idea. And like, I'm glad it seems outside of like John Mayer just popping up on a random, like in the background, it seems like they didn't have that. This year. Oh, it's yeah, no, they didn't. And, and like, they, and not to say they weren't, cause if you think about it, they were like, you know, Cardi B, Megan, John Mayer doing the country set. It's not to say that, you know, um, Sonic Silk, Silk Sonic, so it's not like they didn't have multiple artists on stage doing it, but it was much more organic. It yeah. wasn't just like, oh, we're going to throw in, like, well, throw in, give me a rapper, a rock guy, and a country person, and they're going to do We Are the World to 2021. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There wasn't, there wasn't any, it, it felt like, 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 again, it feels so sad we're giving these awards out and giving them props for this, but it felt like a regular performance. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's like all the artists kind of there are like artists you could see like in the back smoking weed together, right? Like like even um, Blood Orange was a backing dude for um, Harry Styles. He was, like, he was the backing bass player, but I'm like, I can kind of see that. Like Harry yeah. Styles trying to get his black on, you know, Watermelon Sugar. <laughs> my boy's like yo you you we let a white person make a track called watermelon sugar all good um but you know i was like it's it's complimentary right it wasn't like anything that was like completely out off 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 guard and i would say too like also too like they didn't try to suck the teeth of like you know the boomer crowd like you didn't see like you know i don't know like Crosby, Rod, Stills, and Nash, and Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart coming out of he, she coming out with the white the white suit and the white hair. <laughs> yeah, like like you can see all those cats out here on the Grammys, um, you know. So uh, yeah, it's, 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 I'm not saying they redeemed themselves, but uh, it was a decent show. So uh, we're going to run down some notables, some key points, some highlights, some, po- some highlights. You know. Um, I think for me, going back to the Grammys, it's the idea of where, and before we kind of go into the whole thing, there were no highs, but for the most part, there were no lows. And I think that's what's kind of been the, the greatest thing about this, the show itself is the idea of where they knew their strengths and they played towards it. They didn't try to do anything special. And because of that, we had a great, you know, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. So yes, that, yeah. Was, that was all my own little segue. Let's get back to the main show. All right, so let's 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 uh, run through some notables. Uh, Kate Trinata, which is won, awesome. Yeah, he swept the electronic music categories, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> what I liked about it was the fact of where, like, again, you know, I've got a well curated social media content, so obviously all these tastemakers just know what's up. But like, yeah, I, I heard it, I saw it from Twitter and shit, and I was like, oh fuck, it's like it's a big enough deal where you know these kind of off. Off the, off air Grammys kind of come and go and I really notice it, but there was like a groundswell of like, oh shit, this is great, um, like like he won, a because fucking he deserves it, but also b for that weird quirk where he's basically the only black artist ever <laughs> to win yeah. some of these categories, yeah, which is problematic on its own, but we'll take it in the apocalypse. Yeah, and, and I think it's 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 very notable. I mean, you know. Um, the, the thing I love about Kate Trinata, other than his music, is that um, his dance music is very black, right? And there's, you know, it, it really harkens back to this period of time, like the mid 80s to like the early to mid 90s, where like house music and like a lot of dance music was very, very black. And like Kate Trinata has, has leaned into that. Um, and, you know, it's just, you know, we were talking about this with, with Daft Punk, like the, the, like EDM culture, it's a complete opposite of that. And like, and when dance music kind of took over in the states, it it became very, very, very white. Um, so to kind of have somebody like Kate Trinata like sweep all the awards in the category, I think it's it's very notable. Um, you know, just because I I do think it's it's finally that recognition. And we'll you know we'll talk about like the fact that like. Even though me and you kind of feel like the Grammys don't mean shit, it actually means a lot to a lot of these artists, yeah. you know. So it's finally that recognition that uh, of of like a black person in dance music, and that recognition that dance music is a black art form, 
which I think is really interesting. And it's uh, very interesting because I, I think it's weird where, you know, at the end of the day, even though a lot of people don't recognize it, I do feel like there's an acknowledgement of that the fact of, let's say, your rock and roll is made by black people, your jazz is made by black people. It's very surprising, like, even practitioners of the art. Like, it's weird. Like, if if you're, it's like, if you're a really popular rock musician, you kind of recognize that ultimately you're still using a lot of blue scale ideas and you still recognize a lot of the people who kind of laid the instrument down before you were people of color. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you're in your, you know, big mansion somewhere, taking your spoils, probably not giving back to the community. But at least there's always an acknowledgement there that, hey, this is blues, this is rock and roll, this is black music. What's fascinating to me about EDM and dance music in general is that it's completely erased. Where yeah. you have even a lot of the creators are less like, no, this is this came out, it's the, the Europe in the 90s. This is where this came, this is what I'm doing. Whereas it's like, no. So it's kind of fascinating to kind of see like Kate Chinata win. And I, I'm hoping it's a correction there. It's just, it's just fascinating to me because, like I said, this, it, I've never seen it that ignorant at its roots. Like, it's generally acknowledgement of, even in America, there's generally acknowledgement of our contributions to popular culture. Obviously, we may not see the gains from that. Obviously, we may not get the respect for that. Obviously, may get washed and taken away from us and kind of diluted. But at least at the end of the day, you press somebody. A lot of people could say that, hey, this is this is started by black people. It feels like with EDM, there's been a complete cultural rewrite. Which oh, yeah. is really weird because it's, it's not that long ago. I can almost, I won't say hip-hop and shit, but it's crazy that, you know, the, the, like, obviously dance music has already existed, but EDM, as we know, as far as making electronic beats people dance to, it's a very new art form, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of crazy to me that we've been completely written out. So I think it's not a winning there. It's, it's a good idea. Hopefully it'll make a space for a lot more underdeserved people who kind of laid the things down should get more respect. Like, it's, it's weird to me how, like, you know, people like, let's say, Frankie Knuckles are kind of known, but they aren't known. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. 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 And, and and they also put Keitronara up for, for best new art. New. I'm new, doing new. air quotes. <laughs> new. Uh, I, I think I saw Keitronara, like, that's first, like, like seven years ago? Like, was the first time I saw Keitronara live? Like, so, yeah. Um, but Grammy's will always be late. But um, he's also up for best new artist as well. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't win that. But... I did think that was really interesting. Um, I do have to say, though, Kate and I defended the Grammys Uh-oh. in Billboard. So Uh-oh. maybe he kissed the right wings. Uh-oh. He was, he's, he's trying to get that Dua Lipa money. He's, <laughs> you know, trying to he, get that, he's trying to get some co- trying, to, trying to get that, that you know, co-producer credit here and there. You know what I'm saying? You know, that next Triple Lake album. Like, he kissed the right wings, you know, uh, to, to, yeah. to get, you know, like, to get get those noms. And, get that uh, money, black man. Get that I money, can't, black man. I can't man. be mad. I can't be mad. Like, nope, nope. He, he had, like, a like an interview, and he's, like, I guess, like, he, he said, like, yo, I reach out to Beyonce, and I reach out to, like, whatever, and, like, they, they all ghosted me. So, you know. Oh, wow. I, th- I think, you know, Ooh. you got to do what you got to do, you know? Like, Grammy-winning artist Kate Trinata has a better ring to it than just, like, Kate Trinata from down the street, right? Yeah. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah, dang. It's weird, though. I, I can't... Im- I c- what I would love to do, and I know they've talked about it, and I know he's kind of hinted at it that they've kicked it around. Janet Jackson ex Kitchenada. Like I hope that eventually happens. Yeah, it's like it's it's natural. It should happen. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine Beyonce per se, and it's gonna sound. It's, I want to get the bay hive after me. It's cause she makes too late. Yeah, too too late. Basically, <laughs> it, I, it's like she makes music to dance to. She doesn't make dance music. If that makes any word sense. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, so it's just like she's she's got club she's got tracks to go hard in the club, but she doesn't really have club tracks per se. Yeah, so that's why it's almost like I could imagine her and having a word clash. But I mean, dude makes flame beats, so at the same time, you put him in a room with like let's say a songwriter or somebody like Beyonce, they can make some fucking magic music. So yeah, no, like I said, it's get 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 that money, black man. I am not mad at you. Long story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So uh, the next uh, notable is Nas winning checks notes. His first Grammy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> this kind of sums up the issue of the institution and these white institutions is that they kind of have to get drag kicking and streaming to fucking recognize black art in general. I mean, this is a man who basically dropped a clear classic 
uh, even if you aren't the biggest Nas fan, you have to admit that you know '90s Nas was definitely one of like one of the premier artists. Period. In, in one of the premier music artists. Period. Full stop. Beyond hip hop, and the fact that you know he gets a Grammy like now, I mean it's nice, but it seems very much like hey, we kind of missed you for the past three fucking decades. So here's something. Yeah, and you know I think like the most interesting thing is. You know, I don't know. I, it's so I was looking at um, you know who won in the era of like it was written and you know like you know whatever like back in the day. You know, it's like Coolio, Bone Thugs, LL Cool J. You know, I mean, I I you know outside of maybe LL like I enjoy those all. You know, like like the Coolio album is actually kind of underrated. <laughs> <laughs> don't dox me um wow the, you know the bone thugs album every every white boy and their mama was listening to that album you know yeah it's i, um, I think <laughs> we kind of make and that's yeah. a problem and, and and that's the problem like Nas is, is an mc's mc and you know i i wouldn't say Nas is, is underground per se but unfortunately when you have people who are not hip hop aficionados making the decisions. Like I, I, I can't be surprised after I after I looked at like who actually won during during that era. I then you got a point. Is the idea of where and, and at least like I said, it could be worse. It could be like Vanilla Ice winning all these awards. But uh, it's the idea of where yeah, he wasn't making really cultural. I don't know how to describe it to you. He was he was a seminal artist. He was somebody where I, I believe I think it went gold. I don't think it even went platinum. Um, Il, um, Ilmatic, but it's the idea of where I don't know. It's I, I struggle with it because you figure that in the Grammys, the idea you've got these musical peers who are producers who are artists themselves that they will be able to separate the wheat from the chaff as opposed to the regular person. Like that's fine for Billboard Awards, that's fine for American Music Awards, but it's it's kind of depressing to kind of see these guys where they're able to recognize like a jazz genius, but they can't recognize like a Nas. Like it's they gotta go and and again no this to Bone Thugs because that the album goes heavily underrated but it's like and like I said and and even their influence <clears throat> on the low is very important but that's a whole other podcast but it's the idea of where I I feel that it's still I guess that it's still a pushback to hip hop and like I said it's not surprising that Bone Thugs who basically had a huge hit Crossroads got that as opposed to Nas who's kind of laying down a lot of the the bricks that we kind of dance on now in hip hop. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I, my only problem with the Nas thing is like uh, King's King's Disease is like not is an okay album, um, and oh, it's, it's it's yeah, yeah, and like all all of these like award shows have this thing where they they forget to I think like Meryl Streep like won for some like mediocre movie like they forget to like 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 do the thing like twenty years ago, <laughs> so they do the thing now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it, yeah, and it's not a bad album, but it's just like like the, the, the most thing I remember the production. The production to me, and it's not not to say that it's is this is this Nas, you know, at this point in his career, Nas is not as he's still a great MC, but you know the top was kind of not hitting. You know, you, you wanted to kind of hear a little more mature Nas. You want to hear more, but Nas talking about the the him being accused of being fucking abusive. You kind of want to hear more grown man bars of the Nas. And I felt like the album was kind of on autopilot for Nas. Like I yeah. said, the only thing I remember was the, the production was flames, which is kind of a positive for a Nas album. Later, yeah. Later era Nas album. So, you yeah. Know. But I, I, I'd rather just like have them give Nas a lifetime achievement album, uh, award and just kind of like be done with it. Right. Like don't give these awards <laughs> for yeah. mediocre things to correct like your misdeeds. Give you give them a lifetime achievement award, you know whatever, right? Give give them like a I fucked up award, yeah. <laughs> and then particularly where and it's gonna sound weird. I feel like Alfredo, in a weird way, is a really good Grammy album. Oh you've yeah, got, you've got you've got these two you got these two musicians who are well honed, who have decades of experience, who came together, who put this who put basically like this collaborative album together that's just very good like like if you take away the hip-hop element if these are two rock dudes like if it was like fucking robert palmer and shit probably more like robert plant but you know what i'm saying if it was two rock dudes it would have gotten this would have won easily so it's weird to kind of see that like i said it's i'm not mad now as we in the grammy but i felt like for one of the first times when i saw it i was like oh shit 
the Grammys actually recognize this record. And I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. This is a really good Grammy record. For them to kind of get it right, but then drop the ball, it's kind of funny to me. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, like I said, like for, for this to happen over Alfredo, which is a, you know, amazing album. And, you know, I think like Freddie Gibbs, like, of like watching him like behind the scenes, like he was just so happy to be there, you know, like at, you know, his career has been like, it's almost like 15 years now. You know, yeah. like he's been in the game for a long time. So, um, you know, to have to have that happen over Alfredo is, is, is just a misdeed. Uh, I know we're used to, to this at the Grammys, but, you know, um, it just it, it kind of stinks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's like they were so close. It's like I wouldn't have called him putting it's like, it's like watching like an NBA championship and then watching a miss by a fucking layup. It's just like, yeah, oh, this is yeah. this is very easy. You, you did all this work. You got it nominated. Just, all you had to do was give the award away, but you know, like I said, it's it's a good prompt to have where your the the the, the quote unquote person who stole it from you is Nas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, you know, um, speaking, you know, the Grammys gets things wrong, but the Grammys actually kind of got something right this year, at the right time and at the right moment, which is very rare. Very rare. <laughs> <laughs> And we're talking about the love being showered to uh, Megan the Stallion. Yeah, uh, I mean you can't you can't make the argument that anybody's had a bigger year than Megan the Stallion. Um, she had a WAP, which is the number one record. She had Savage, which is the number one record for Beyonce. As far as somebody who does records that end up in the pop charts, you'd be very hard pressed to find an artist that popular. The fact that she's a rapper and a black female at the same time you should normally count against you in the grammys <laughs> no like seriously Sadly, yeah, it's fucked up it should, it should count against you but the fact that they were like hey despite the fact that she's black <laughs> despite the <laughs> fact that she's a rapper <laughs> we want to acknowledge that great year she's had as a relatively glow up artist the year that she's glowing up it's they actually got it right so yeah you know for props to i guess the grammys for doing the right thing <laughs> yeah no i mean definitely i mean you know it's it's again it's something where i'm glad they did it now as opposed to like a nod where it's like 20 years (laughs) in the future right (laughs) she's like a grandmother she's out on stage in the wheelchair you know what i'm saying she's like 68 (laughs) she'll be like 40 no, I'm saying, no, I'm just, she'll I mean, be your the, age. She'll be your age 20, in the, 20 years in the future, dude. I, I made it for like 40 years. I'm just like, imagine a way, you know, okay, we'll be out yeah, there yeah. where, you know, hover boots and shit, and she's just out there, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I think it was, it was well-deserved. You know, she won Best New Artist, and it's really interesting, like, the Best New Artist trajectories have been a lot better uh in the past two has been Dua Lipa and Billie Eilish who are still around yes uh as opposed to Alessia Cara <laughs> you know so <laughs> exactly that, that that silence was me trying to go to the mental database <laughs> like <laughs> exactly exactly so I, I I I do think that that you know Again, like, you know, the Grammys, they love to kind of pick a star. And I feel like Billie Eilish was that person last year. Um, and we'll talk about Billie Eilish, Eilish in a second. But, you know, they love to kind of grasp on, like, something and say, like, that's the next big thing. And they're doing it for Megan, who also had a great year. So the stars aligned. Um, and, you know, I'll give them props for for this one. For this one. I'll give them one prop. One prop. <laughs> <laughs> Out of decades of dropping the ball, the one time they accidentally got a layup in, we'll we'll give them that props. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, like, like I said, I, I, it's great. I thought her performance was fun. I like the fact that they kind of kept it kind of like sexual and like you know it's her and Cardi B just acting a fool. Um, like uh, it, it was interesting to kind of watch it because it's one of the few times when I you could see like the choreography was off a little bit as if it wasn't oh, yeah. honed down. But at the same time, I was like, oh, this is great because. I think a lot of the issues also with a lot of the fucking in the past the war shows is that they're so meticulously planned that they become boring. Yeah. So it was cool to kind of watch like oh things that looked a little bit I won't say unnatural because it's all the words the terms they use make it sound like 
uh, negative, like unnatural, but it's not really. It's the idea of where it's like, oh, this is human. Things, th random things might happen. Like, you know, like something might get dropped. There's, there's a human error. There's a human element here, which is generally missing. And sadly enough, in fucking the Grammys. So I thought that was great. Um, yeah, so definitely one of the, for me, one of the highlighted performances was her and Cardi B just doing that whole flip thing. And I kind of like the fact of where it felt very, and again, it sounds, I feel like all the props we're giving are very generic. There were a lot of women who were very heavy presence in the award ceremony also. So props to that too. Like, yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Which is also, I mean, if you want to be cynical, it could be them creating the narrative, right? Oh, you yeah. Know, of like, oh, you know what? We messed up. Like our two directors ago said, like uh, you know, women had to step up or some bullshit. Our last director like left under some. I think I think she said some some crazy shit. So now they're on their third like like CEO in oh, the past I, like three years. She, it, it's a fight. So they said they fired her because she was a dick towards the underling, but she said uh, she quit. But she said she quit because they were just all the changes she wanted to do. They kept them pushing back against. Yeah. So now they said, got, she said, yeah. Yeah. So they have like this, this, this third person. And I think that's, uh, again, like I, I, I don't want to be cynical, but I, you know, the weekend called it, it's all these back rooms. And I do feel like they're trying to be cynical, um, you know, and I, I, they're creating this narrative. The good thing is there are, they are giving it to people who deserve to kind of have the awards. Um, you know, I mean, like Fiona Apple won her category. You know, her her categories. You know, like things like that. You know, you you're seeing Megan Thee Stallion. You know, like whatever. Um, even the, but it's also what's up? No, because I say even then, because I'm now I'm thinking about it. Even the country segments where it's usually like a couple of rows on stage, it was all women. Yeah, it was all, it was all women. Yeah, so that so was like, and that's usually that. I feel like they always thinking one. The only, the only person, the only bro who stuck on stage was obviously that that evil John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> He knocked out Chris Stapleton <laughs> in the back, hit him with the sleeper, and went on stage. I, you know who? I, I, it's, I mean, he's kind of a toxic dude, right, John Mayer? Yeah, like, well, you know, he's, he's, he's still good looking, though. It's, it's, yeah, no, he's out there. That dirtbag scumbag, you know, ex-boyfriend energy, he's out there for all the ladies to ogle at. Shout out to Free Wilson, who was just like, why is John Mayer like in everybody's like uh, performance? Like he's a dude you can hire on Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> I was rolling. Shouts to Spree Wilson on that Because you get the impression he just wants friends. Like, like I feel like John May is the guy. Where he, you, you know, you show up in the house, you're kicking it, and it's just like, all right, I gotta go now. It's like, wait, 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 man, don't don't leave yet. Like, let's let's have let's have some beers. Let's 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 smoke some weed. Don't, you don't have to go home yet. Look, I'll I'll get you that Uber. Just don't leave me here by myself because I start crying. <laughs> oh man. Now we're going to get doxxed by the Mayhive. Is there a the, Mayhive? The, the, the Mayhive. The Mayhive. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of N-words with that Mayhive, probably. <laughs> John Mayer was like, I don't like black women, and my dick was like the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, like, that, that was John, John Mayer's stand-up error, quote-unquote. That, that was like, like pre—that was kind of like we weren't canceling people then. We're kind of like, oh, that's egregious. But like we didn't have cancel culture, like you know. Anyway. We tried to file the application. The office didn't open up yet. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> we were okay with that as a society. Um, anyway, uh, so the next thing is uh, the Grammys. It's funny because the Grammys are taking an L here, but they they framed it as them taking a W. Oh, so um, Beyonce won her 28th Grammy, the most like winning Grammy artist of all time. I, I believe like not just female, I think all time, um, which is amazing, you know, and that's a testament to the longevity of Beyonce, testament to her career. Um, Props to Beyonce. Has never won Artist of the Year, uh, Record of the Year, or Artist of the Year, right? Or album of the Year. Album of the Year or Record of the Year. Like, they gave her a Song of the Year. No, they gave her a Song of the Year. So they didn't even give her a Song of the Year. Um, and so people are like, yay, Beyonce. But it's also like, yeah, but like, 
Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish won record of the year and album of the year. Um, I hear the Taylor Swift album is good. I did not like it, but people this who is are bland as fuck, bro. That 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 bland as fuck. That's a whole other story. There's no bops. There's, there's some people on Black Twitter are like, "Yo, Taylor, Taylor, yeah, Taylor." Uh, look, like, my <laughs> look. Here's my thing, right? It's uh, all right. So what I hate about the big records, right? The, the record of the year, album of the year, is that it feels like it wants to serve two masters. Obviously, the first master will always be commercial success, but also there's a certain level of like you know, like this is this they played real instruments here, you know, like like there's a certain snobbery there where this is real music. Yeah. Obviously, you have Taylor Swift making her Man in the Woods turn, <laughs> going to like you know indie stalwarts. Um, that was Adam Adam Sessler from the the National. I forget his name. I think it's Adam Adam Sedler. Either way. She went out to some dude in the fucking indie rock world. Was like, "Hey, oh, you, you're a good songwriter. I'm a good songwriter. Let me make these artistic, quote unquote, tunes." And she dropped these albums. Again, props to her. But what I find fascinating is that you know, I'm I'm not an, enough of a Taylor Swift fan to say that she doesn't deserve it. But I do see the big pattern is that the Grammys dropped the ball two ways. They either say, "Hey, you know, these guys are a little too artsy," kind of like the way they locked out Radiohead up until later in their career. Or they look at it this way, where it's like, oh, this is too commercial. And I feel that with Beyonce, they do that a lot. And I don't think they recognize the artistry of what she does. Where she could write an album about Lemonade, about a breakup. You know, it's it's there's a lot of interesting things she did. I thought that um, Beyonce 4, where she was talking about being mother, and then, you know, like, um, Drunken Love. Yeah. Like, she, like, the thing is, I don't think she really gets the credit she deserves for being a songwriter, let's just say. And I think it's because she doesn't drown it in the live acoustic guitars, because she doesn't drown it in like a fucking choir, because she kind of gives it to you in a very R&B danceable way. People kind of, I think, sleep on that. And I think that's a lot of the reason why Beyonce kind of doesn't really get those big awards. And it's fucked up to kind of say, I think the Grammys don't look at her as being smart, which is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's very true. That's very true. I mean, you know, when you look at something like Lemonade, which I think was like one of the smartest Beyonce albums and purest Beyonce albums to date. No album of the year. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, I think, you know, that's how you get like people like Beck winning album of the year, right? Um, because they, they really lean into that shit. Right? And that's the thing. It's, it's a weird thing because it's like, all right, you, you have to have sold a lot of records, but there also has to be our narrow idea of what, you know, you know, artistic merit is. But what's funny is with this fucking album, you she had a fucking like, think about this album cycle. She basically had like if we praise like Pink Floyd the wall, like what is this, her Lion King soundtrack of a whole hour and a half movie, you know, video dedicated to it? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's the idea of where we're easily able to see like this as being a concept album because you've got fucking, you know, you've got this Radiohead guys playing a fucking modular synthesizers, or you've got fucking, you've got these fucking rock dudes who are doing these prog rock fucking 20 minute long songs. But by that same token, when you see like the hip hop R&B version of it, they kind of ignore it completely. You know, unless it's like a crazy hit filled album like Hey uh, Outcast, where you couldn't really deny that record. Yeah. So that's the only thing that's weird is because I feel that to a certain extent, a lot of those albums, you can tell, they give it to people who sell a lot of records and are quote unquote smart. And, and something in the back of my head says it's because at the end of the day, they don't see as Beyonce as being smart, even though yeah. she's as smart as anybody else has wanted. Yeah. And, and I, I think the more egregious L um, was the record of the year. Um, where Billy Eilish won, um, and yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you're you're right. Like like people love Billy Eilish, and they love the fact that like she has a, a a story, right? It's like her and her brother. They still live in their parents' house, although they're millionaires. They still record the same equipment as they did for their EP, and blah blah blah. And even Billy Eilish was like, because it was like a Billy Eilish Lucy, you know. It wasn't even like on an album. It was like a Billy Eilish Lucy, and like Billy Eilish was on stage, basically saying like Megan Stallion should have won that for Savage, right? Like it, it it's <laughs> or Beyonce for Black Parade or like, or whatever, right? Like there's so many other, um, even even Dua Lipa, like I know yeah. that's not your girl, but you know I, I, I there's so many other deserving songs, but 
but you're right. Like they love the the idea of Billy Eilish, you know, over anything. And it's kind of crazy. And like I said, it's and it's like, like I said, you could almost I I like I said I could be an Academy Award voter. I, I could see where I could see where that line weirdly meets, and it's something where I think they're gonna have to they're gonna have to fix it. I think and it goes back to the Nas idea of where I just don't think they have the aptitude. And honestly, it's a little bit of racism and bias on their part to kind of see what's happening beneath the surface of these songs. And it's like it's very easy. Like I said, it's it's a lot easier to see it in Billie Eilish because she's got this. Like I said, she's got a story. She's young. It's her brother and everything else. And it's a lot easier to say, "Oh, look at Beyonce. All she does is shimmy and dance on stage." But like I said, it's 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 the fact of where she dropped like that. That's some shit. If if Radiohead did that, it'd be fucking press everywhere about this fucking you know. This, this hour and a half, I think it might have been a two hour long video of all these fucking vignettes filmed in Africa, from this all these countries. It'd be huge to do. But with Beyonce, it's like, oh, well, it's, it's not, you know, it's, 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 there's not that same idea of where it requires work. Even though, like, you know, choreography, filming, aesthetic, all these things are fucking time and effort, man. You know, like, like I said, and I still watch that. Like, I, I'm going to say I play the album a lot, but. I remember when I listened to that to that video, I was like, oh, these songs are better than I remembered. And also, like, I'll just let it play in the background on some, like, visual shit if I just want to have something creative that's happening. Like I said, there's a lot of things happening in that Beyonce machine. And I think people don't recognize it because they don't want to give her credit as being, you know, like, like that being her idea. Yeah. Yeah. True that. Mm-hmm. True that. Um, so let's talk about some of the performances. Um, I'll give like my my top three, and then you can give your top three, or my top four. Uh, My top three, um, top four are Silk Sonic, uh, Lil Baby, uh, Mickey Guyton, and Da Baby. (laughs) All for like two like completely different things, right? Um, So uh, yeah, and then what, what are your top four? Alright, so for me it'll probably be it will be Silk Sonic. It'll probably be Megan and Cardi. Warts and all. Like I said, there was definitely there was definitely some interesting parts of that the actual execution of it, but I thought the energy was great. And then uh Post Malone. Mm. <laughs> that last one was a gaff, by the way, and a joke. Whew, okay. that, was a, that was god awful. But we'll that's we'll have that conversation in a second. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I do have one critique though. What's Little that? baby? I felt that I, I'm a little, I'm a little bit over this, the, all the Black Death, you know, so, Broadway reenactments. I, I feel like we're gonna so, get straight to, you know, you know, George Floyd fucking musical on fucking Broadway in 2024. <laughs> Bro, did you see the Tupac musical? No, but I, I, I oh, have. Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> it's it's, and again, look, it's something where. All right, look. Long story short, not to poopoo anybody's parade. Definitely, I think a big issue is the fact of where there's a lot of injustices happening. Even though a lot of it is is pretty much in HD, there's a lot of people in America who believe it doesn't happen. I think there's an issue of kind of going out there and reinforcing that, hey, Flint doesn't have water still. You know what I'm saying? Neither does fucking Mississippi. You know, like there's certain injustices happening you have to kind of keep the, keep the eyes on. That said, at a certain point... <laughs> so... so... All right. So yes, I like, and people are ragging it, and apparently there's like um, the activist who was, in, you know, calling out like, um, you know, President President Biden. Apparently, she uh, is getting dragged because people don't know how genuine she is. Um, you know, I guess she had like a, a barbecue for Breonna Taylor, and it's like a Breonna queue or some shit like that. Oh yeah. shit! She, that was her. Yeah, that was her. Oh so, no way! Yes, her for that. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, so here's all I have to say. I understand it's 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 black poverty porn, and it's not for me. It's for like the white like dudes in the Grammy audience, right? Dangerous Minds Part Two. <laughs> I I just like the fact that it was ambitious as fuck, right? It was cinematic as fuck, right? Uh, it was like I just thought like like you know. Like, I don't know. It just was very cinematic. It was very, like, I'm surprised you're playing this on CBS. Oh, yeah, no, it's... kind of, like, a statement... It was a statement maker for artists that, like, I would say half the CBS audience, 80% of the CBS audience, either doesn't know or confuses with the baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so Which that's baby why I like is this. <laughs> I confuse them all the time. I, I, I've I've gotten a lot better with, with telling them apart. I know I found sound like a Karen, but like I'm sorry when you like you have them both rising at the same time and like I don't know little baby the baby like come on, um yeah. <laughs> So that's, that's my defense on why I like the little baby, uh, uh, like pres- performance. Uh, yeah, no, for me, it's it's like I said, aesthetically, I liked it, and like I said, it's it's def out of out of all the poverty porn award performances, it's definitely the best out of all the ones I've seen. Uh, I like this camera work in the end when they pan, you see Killer Mike. It's it was very well put together. That said, like I said, I could definitely understand people going at it. I could definitely understand the fatigue. What I did, what I was very impressed with, speaking of things that are like very stripped down and simple, fucking Silk Sonic. That shit was smooth as fuck, bro. That was my favorite performance. And take my money, like, like I, I would, I would see them right now. I, 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 I might, I might risk it to see them now if they're like, you know, we're, we're performing in Atlanta, like where there's no rules in uh. Miami. But it's gonna Texas. But I, I can see it's gonna be like a stadium show. I think to properly appreciate Silk Sonic, you need like a, a you need you need a dark Christopher Columbus. Call him Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Henny showing up, you know, saying five dollars. Somebody pouring it for you with no bartender license. You know, like I would be, I actually would be mad at that. You know, I remember when like Kendrick Lamar was was doing like those club shows, right? Right when Pimp a Butterfly came out, where like he could have done larger venues, but he like wanted to create like this whole like vibe. And did all these like small club shows. I actually feel like that could be the look for Silk Sonic. Oh no, I would right? it's it's I think to properly appreciate Silk Sonic, you need to smell A brown liquor in the air and B a faint whiff of like fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. cologne. That's it. And then and then that kind of sets the vibe. <laughs> Somebody called it like full bush music. <laughs> I'm just like, oh shit. Um, yeah, no, like I have to say about that performance though, it's a performance that was better than like the actual, like, like, like the actual track. I feel like the way they kind of embellished the way they kind of like added their own flair to the live performance. I was like, Oh, this is legit. Yes. And then, and then, you know what I liked about the live performance too. Going back to the idea of under the quote unquote new management, it was very stripped down. It was just them in seventies. Sometimes somebody would sing background. Sometimes somebody would sing lead. It was very much like you know. I felt like in the old Grammys you would have had fucking you know praise dancers in the background and shit. You know, fucking <laughs> new or dancing Newport in the background in the fucking box. And it's like it was very much just them doing fucking. Like what they imagined, like, you know, 70s fucking cigarette in mouth, fucking handy in hand, fucking R&B. And it was fantastic. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and, and that's the thing, too. It's like it was just them. You know, we didn't have like Earth, One and Fire or John Mayer or, you know, I don't know, like uh, Hall of Notes show up. Hall of Notes. Yeah, that would have been. Hall- <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, I, I mean. I don't that know would that actually went. That, you, that would be kind of fire. That was actually a good but, idea. No, who who would they? Yeah, the old regime would have put somebody, somebody boo boo. Michael Sad, McDonald. Yeah, Michael. That would fucking yeah. That would do too. <laughs> Rod know, Stewart would have been in the old one actually doing those, yeah. It, 2020 Grammys would have had Rod Stewart with the Rod Stewart voice doing that shit in the background, fucking it all you up. Know, um, but it was just them, and it was also just stripped down. But I feel like. It was it's so good to just have like something super simple, like like strike a chord, um, because everybody seems to always you know just have to like like over you know just overdo things right yeah and and that's kind of how I felt about like the the Cardi and and Megan it's just like it was so overdone that I think they were trying to hide some of like the gaffs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, it's it's I, I and like I said it's it's I liked it a lot despite its flaws because there it was flawed. Like I said it it felt like they rehearsed it, but it could have rehearsed a little bit too a little bit more if that's possible. But uh I also like the idea that 
where it would have been very much, and I think it goes back to your point about the little baby. This is a CBS audience, which is basically the median age is probably like 55. <laughs> like, you know, these are the people who feel like Oprah is young still. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, yeah. that, young, that young Oprah. So the fact of where you had a very Molten show in, in, in Little Baby, again, even though I have my issues with it, I kind of give props there. And also, like, they captured a lot of what WAP was. It translated, quote, unquote, well. And like I said, even though, obviously, there were some snacks here or there, it was still fun. It's the same shit that, like you would see in a regular live as, you know, arena concert, you know, yeah. the, the first the first, the first, first two dates, not like the 20th date. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do have to say it was, it was super fun. Yeah. And, like, I, I do like the like the stage design was like bananas, like you could tell like they spent like a grip on it. Yeah, like and you that, know the it, Roaring Twenties like type team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a you know like the especially like when they were doing like WAP. It was like a video game. Yeah, like, come to life. You know, um, it was you know. So I I, I mean I understand it, but like uh, it wasn't my favorite. Um, but I mean all in all, man, I. I, I so Post Malone, not not your favorite. Well, and that, and that was going to be my point because it's with Post Malone. It was weird because again, even though we may have had issues with some of the performances, overall they all leveled up across the board except yeah. for Posty, which I thought was yeah. very weird because Posty felt like that bullshit we've been fed for the past fucking couple of years. And all right, put this on the calendar. It's one of the few rare times I will ever defend Post Malone. Because this, because again, culture vulture kind of came in through hip hop. This hip hop after the fact, but at the end of the day, in the beginning of the pandemic, there was a fucking. He played a live stream benefit show for the World Health Organization that was maybe an hour plus long with Travis Barker on drums, where he did all Nirvana songs, and yeah. fucking he was playing lead guitar. He was doing vocals. The other two band members were pretty fun old too. It was just a great time. And I was like, oh, watching it, I objectively, I was like, oh, this is a really solid ass performance. I could see why people like Post Malone. I've got an issue with him morally, but as a performer, I'll never take that away from him. So it was weird to see like somebody who could clearly perform live kind of do that same award show bullshit. He had a fucking bullshit choir. He's on stage yeah. wearing fucking, I guess, the best of Kingdom Hearts wear, basically, somewhere between Chrome Hearts <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts. He's just doing solo. It just seems very lazy where it's just like, you know, you're somebody where in a pandemic you're able to whip some shit out, basically some fucking, you know, guitar center fucking gear and have a really energetic performance. Why would you hit us with this fucking extra dramatic bullshit that nobody cares about? You know, I, that's the yeah. only thing I thought it was very interesting where he felt like a word holdover to what's been wrong with award shows this whole time. So it just really stuck out to me just how bad it was. And like I said, it's he's somebody mm. where even though I have issues with him morally, I could objectively say he's a solid performer. But it's just like, what the fuck were you doing, dude? It's it's just felt like very like you know this lazy. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I I, I mean, on, a, on another note though, lazy is his brand. True. That's that's like, you kind of <laughs> nailed it actually. <laughs> Post Malone, yeah. get at me. I got you. Pay me some dollars. I'll yeah, defend you. you, know, you I'll go can... on every podcast. I'll defend you. <laughs> but yeah, you got a point. Like his hig is, yeah, you got it. Yeah, I can't even be mad. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, this has been our Grammy so spectacular. I feel like we need to wrap it up, man. This is like, we're, we're no, we've got we, we, we have to go as long. We got to go as long as the Grammy. So that means oh, we're only shit. two and a half more hours. We've got next up. I'll be tap dancing. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say we have like fifty more categories, but we gotta go through like fifty more performances first. <laughs> we got we gotta keep it authentic, you know. We gotta keep it authentic. But uh, oh, but but yeah, I think overall we could say that it's it was a win, and it's not surprisingly that the black people were involved in the background. Um, oh, one thing I want to give props to also, which I thought was very good. I like the fact of where they had intros. So before, almost like in a very Super Bowl sports event kind of way, where they would kind of like talk about the artists and the artists talk about their struggle and their art or something. Like there was an angle for everybody. 
So yeah. for a lot of the big winners, so I thought that was really good also, particularly for people who are at home, because obviously we know the CBS demographics who might not necessarily know who Omega the Stallion is. So I yeah. think having a little, like, you know, 30-second intro was a really good idea. Like I said, they did a lot of really good things. So, like, whoever that team was who put it together, props to you guys. Hopefully it paid you guys a lot of money. And like I said, hopefully, like, you guys kind of glow up because you kind of, because, damn, the ship needed some riding badly. Yeah, the the sad thing is, um, they they did like the BET Awards, Oscars, and now the Grammys, and they're all like three of the lowest rated of all time. And like somebody on Twitter is like, I hope they don't get thrown under the bus for it, right? Oh like, yeah, you know, because it's it's not their fault. Like we just are not checking for the shit anymore. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pandemic killed it yeah pandemic you know? streaming habits everything is different so but like i said the, the work you did it was i hope not man like I oh no it's, yeah. it's solid work it's solid work like they they understand what they needed to do and they did it yeah. so they you know cannot be mad at that no. um it's just it sucks that they were brought in so late in the game <laughs> you know where we we really don't care about the stuff anymore um and especially now in a pandemic, like all like live events are like just not popping, you know. So I, I hope that they don't get the blame for that, and I hope like they can can uh, continue to shine. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's something where it's been. And again, I'm not gonna say it blew me away, but it was consistently solid. I can't think of a, an award show where I actually cared to watch and I was kind of interested in what was happening. Yeah, no, like I said, I, I think if anything, they've helped it. Like, you know, this is where I get my Reggie. Let's see what the engagement is with the social media posts. You know, see how the YouTube does, the streams, before we make a final decision stone, and if we keep them on or not next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I think that in this era, they did. Because, I mean, like I said, it's it, they were all pretty much self-contained music videos. Like, I, I can't imagine you being mad at it. You could be being mad at the demographics changing, but that's the issue you had automatically anyway as far as TV watching having, I mean, TV watching habits are concerned. But the actual performances themselves, you know, props to them, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, and hopefully they continue the same format next year and don't, like, regress back to, like, you know, now everything's opened up or will be open most likely next year. Um, hopefully they don't regress back to like the same old thing. You don't want to like, see Pat Bentar and Lil Wayne playing dueling guitar solos? I kind of want to see that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see that. Though. Like <laughs> Now for the Kenny Loggins tribute, Jay-Z. <laughs> I want to see all of those things. <laughs> I, I like I the, the hate watch will be so strong. <laughs> uh, that's be so that's, strong. I don't know if we could drink that much anymore, man. I, I don't know if I have <laughs> a couple of beers in me tops. That's gonna require a lot of hard liquor. <laughs> Dude, my, my my tolerance has 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 dropped tremendously during quarantine. So like, uh, I'm I'm already lit off of like half a glass of wine. So. I, 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 man, a couple of beers might kill me. <laughs> anyway, y'all. And on that note, uh, we love y'all. Y'all stay safe out there in this panini, you know, in this yeah. panorama. You know what I'm saying? That's and okay. We got them stimmies. We got them stimmies. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I, 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 I don't get mad if you see me out there wearing that herringbone in the full fronts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Driving around. You know what I'm saying? In a 1990 Acura Accord with the fucking fresh new fucking rims. What? Bro, what? those are classic. Ooh, I'm be classic. out there. Ooh, coming out there with eight ball jacket. You know what I'm saying? Living my best 90s dreams. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>